when I first heard that song, it was back in the 90s. I was one of these people who did not understand or care for repetitive songs. Um, but the more I got into worship with that, the more I started listening to the words and, and, and the awesomeness of God and, and the power, particularly the power that he has. Sometimes we just don't, we don't tunnel vision enough to just sit and say, well, this, we have an awesome God and, and, and he's got power. I mean, and, and we, we, we tend to discard that a lot of times, you know, the, the power of, of Jesus Christ. Let's open with prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, as we get your word, I pray that uh, um, you just give us a new insight of things that we've probably heard over the years and, and, um, and read, but really, really haven't thought about. So, Father, open, open your book. It's for correcting, rebuking teaching. In your name we pray. Amen. There's a story. I have a, I have a friend who um, he did uh, uh, the, um, he preached at Yale once one year. And, uh, and he, he took uh, 15 minutes on each one of the letters. Yale. Y-A-L-E. And, and I can't tell you what they all stand for. It was like youth and, and, and association and different things. But um, he got done preaching, and, 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 and to be honest, it was one of those sermons that, you, you know, you either get a wow moment, or it's like, man, that would have done. And, and, uh, and, and people were falling asleep during the sermon and different things. And, and um, anyways, at the end, the music started playing, and, and, um, and it was a time that a lot of people come to the altar for, for you know, different things after, after worship. And um, so... The music's playing, and a young man comes up, and he kneels down at the altar, and, and uh, afterwards he comes up, and he, he's singing his head. He said, man, there was something I said that just impacted that young man. And he said, he said, son, he says, what did you hear this morning that made you come to the altar? He says, I was just thinking, God, that this was a Massachusetts technical school. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever have those those great times of worship that were you're just on fire for the Lord and, and another time it's like dude I was the dude that just shut up and go home. Uh, you know I've been at both and, and, and I'll tell you um, you know this afternoon after service here we're gonna anyone who's interested in the cruise mission trip uh, you know we need to get signed up today and in different things. <coughs> Our cruise mission trip consists of. Pentecostals, Baptists, Quakers, Methodists—you name it. I mean, it's a—it's a variety of different different people. And and what we um, what we've come to uh, figure out over the years is uh, Scripture says to be in one accord. And it doesn't matter what denomination, because there's not one one place in this book that I'm reading that we're going to have denominational walls in in, in, in the kingdom. So we get together really good, and, and we don't worry about what separates us. We, we, we worry about what joins us together. And we have some really good worship. And, and again, a lot of different flavors. And all the flavors are really recognized throughout the, throughout the week of, uh, of mission trip. Um, twice a year, we used to do a thing called In One Accord. It's where all the youth get together. We used to go up to Brookville, Ohio. They have a gymnasium up there. We get about 500 kids. And again, you know, uh, we don't get crazy church because of the Pentecostals. Um, but um, 
And a lot of people, you know, when I was with Methodist Church, says, how can you go worship with them? We don't, we don't believe what they, they believe in. And I thought, what don't we believe in? We believe in Jesus Christ. He died for our sins. He was born a virgin. He, he rose, and he's our King of Kings. He said, yeah, but the, the speaking in tongue thing. And I said, and? He said, I know it's biblical, but we don't do that. <laughs> and I looked at him, I said, really? I said, we know it's biblical, <clears throat> but we don't do it. And a lot of times we, 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 we tend to do that. We, we sit in our denominations, and, and, and again, I'm not talking one down or another, but I'm talking about scripture here. Because today's church is really a melting pot of different people and different thoughts. And, and a lot of times, um, really, our doctrine gets in the way of God's power. And, and, uh, and, and, and particularly the denomination I grew up in, which I, which I won't say, uh, just to protect them. Um, but, uh, I mean, they, 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 they didn't look at any of the gifts of the Spirit whatsoever, really. And, and, I, and I look at that, and I'm thinking, you know, what are we missing out of? And this is where I love the Quaker background because you know we don't uh, we don't uh, always recognize the, the the water baptism part, which is which is fine. We acknowledge the baptism of the Holy Spirit, okay? But do we, or are we afraid of that sometimes? I mean, I mean, I I, I believe wholeheartedly we don't have to do anything external in order to re receive God's grace. Totally good. But we're not talking about the gifts that God has given us. We're talking about um, ritual things, you know, baptism, communion, different things. Luke 12, 49 through 50. It says, I have come to break fire on the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. But I have a baptism to undergo, and what constraint I am under until it is completed. Now, this is... This, this, is, uh, this is Jesus talking here. I have come to bring fire on the earth. What in the world is he talking about? I mean, we, we look throughout Scripture, and we see a number of times that God sent fire. And usually it was to um, destroy something that's bad, but it's also to ignite something that's good. I mean, we have to look at what Scripture says here. He says, I wish it was already kindled. In other words, I wish you were already on fire for the Lord. So that's the question this morning. Are you on fire for the Lord? And to me, it's not a question if we should be on fire, it's are we? Because it's biblical. Uh, Luke 3.16 says, John answered them, I baptize you the water, but the one who is more powerful than I will come in the straps on whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will what? Baptize you in the Holy Spirit and what? Fire. I mean, this is exactly what we're talking about. Baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. And, and, and what is that? We don't allow sometimes God to do his work because what he wants to do is send fire on us to burn away the things that are no good, but to ignite us with a fire of things that are worshipful to him. In other words, our spiritual gifts. You know how many spiritual gifts you guys got that are just hidden, probably? And that's preaching, teaching, uh, prophesying, speaking in tongues, healing. I mean, you know, these are things that promise us that we would receive. But again, a lot of times we get freaked out by that. It's like, oh, speaking in tongues, I don't believe in that. Well, have you really sat down with someone who does? Because we're growing all the time, aren't we? I mean, I love to grow. Because 
when I grew up, speaking in tongues, whoo, nope, you guys are a bunch of Fruit Loops. <laughs> but I've witnessed it. I've seen it. And I'm going to give you an example of that because a lot of times in worship, and even Josh Grimes, a, a good friend of mine, you know, who, uh, who, who he, he's now the district superintendent for uh, uh, the, the Open Bible uh, denomination. And I said, how many people in your church do you think really, really are full of Holy Ghost? I mean, really speaking in tongues. Because there's a different environment when you go to a Pentecostal church. He said, probably very few. Probably very few. Because it's learned behavior. In other words, if, I, if I'm not doing it, there's probably something wrong with me. But we were at a mission trip, North Carolina. And we were worshiping. I had a young gal that never has been to church in her life. Never been to church in her life. And we don't talk about being baptized in, in the Holy Spirit or speaking in tongues or anything. And we, we keep that all out of there. She came to the altar, and, and, and I got one of my uh, youth leaders next to me. And she's, she's praying over her. And all of a sudden, she starts talk, speaking in tongues. She goes, Scott, what's going on? I mean, she, it freaked her out. And um, she had no idea what this was. So you can't tell me it wasn't real. And, um, and, it, and, and we, we hear scripture that talks about if there's an interpreter, then we shouldn't do that. Well, that's if I were to start speaking in tongues to you guys, is when the interpreter comes in. Because there's a prayer of utterance, too. But there, that's, that's just one. And Paul says that, you know. I wish you had this gift, but it's the very least of these. I mean, so it's not a, it's not a huge thing, but it's a real thing. And we have to acknowledge that. And how about healing? Have we ever, ever, ever saw someone healed? I have. I've seen people being prayed over, anointed with oil, and, and, and a couple weeks later, cancer's gone. The doctor's going, I have no idea why this is the way it is. I had two friends that were over in India a few years back. And uh, they were with this pastor. And this pastor is a, is a prayer warrior. He's got knees that are calloused. He spends most of the day on his knees praying until God tells him what he's supposed to do. And they're sitting there one day, and they're, and they're praying and stuff, and a, a young man came to the door and said, You have to come. My mom's dying. And she had septus. And, um, and he, they get there, and she had, a, she had a hole in her chest. And it was just pussy and, and stinky. And um, he said, I don't know what to do. And he said, All I know to do is anoint and pray. So he anointed her with oil, and they started praying over her. And, and these are two guys I know very well. They said that hole shrunk and closed right in front of them. Skeptic? I was. And now you're, you're pulling my leg. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. But I, I started thinking about it later on. I'm thinking, you know, these two guys are, 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 are guys that I trust. And if they've seen this, I have to believe it. Because those of little faith that we have to see things. To me, that's an amazing thing. I've heard it over and over and over again. There was a movie that just came out called Breakthrough, if you've seen that at all. The young man who, who drowned in the lake. And he was basically dead. And his mama is praying up a storm. And all of a sudden, beep, beep, beep. I mean, it's a true story. Is that healing any different or any better than that woman with the hole in their chest. You see, this is this is what's promised to us. 
Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And the power you're talking about is the fire. Is the fire being, being come into it. See, we, we, a lot of times we stop at, at we'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit, and we forget about the fire. And we forget about that power that that, that fire has. Because again, the Greek word for power in here is dunamis, which means what? Dynamite. That's how much power that we have that's harnessed inside of us that we're not letting out. And sometimes it's just being witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria. Maybe that's where your gifts lie. Maybe that's, that's where we are at. And again, I mean, there's a lot of different things that, that I'm skeptical about, different denominations and different things, and I'm going, ooh. But I learn not to talk about their faith because I respect, you know, how Scripture has spoken to them and how they interpret it. Because again, I don't worry about what separates us more than what joins us together. Our sister church across the street here, I mean, we don't agree with everything doctrinally that they do, and neither do they us. But have we worked together? Yes. Do we work together? Yes. And we can we respect that because they're brothers and sisters in Christ. Again, there's not going to be these divisive walls in here. But pretty much, Jesus said, "But I have I have a baptism to undergo, and what I constrain I am under until it is completed." And the fire that he's talking about in here, if we if we continue reading in Luke, he talks about a division. And basically what he's saying is, you know, I'm going to burn the, the junk out of your life, but the person next to you might not allow that. So there's going to be some divisiveness there. There's going to be some division going on. In other words, Jesus was causing division. And it goes back to Corinthians where it says, I, I, I'd rather you either be cold or hot, more than lukewarm. Because if you're lukewarm, I'm going to just spew you out of my mouth. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. And where that comes from, there was a, a healing pool up on the mountain, and there was one down here um, that was a, a healing pool. This one down here, if you drank it, it wasn't so good. This one was. And, and, and by themselves, it was okay. But they, when they joined together, it was poisonous. And it made people sick. So they understood exactly what they were talking about. And that's what he says with us. He says, I'd rather you not even have a faith than being mediocre or hypocrites or, or whatever it is. He says, I want you on fire. And it's a promise. We're not just going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, but fire. But even the baptism of the Holy Spirit, some kind, kind of freaks us out because we're not sure exactly what that looks like. But that's the power that we have. And in order for the fire to really take hold, we got to let it burn the junk out of our life. And fire is also for purifying. So we got to allow the, the, the fire to do its job. We got to allow God to, to do what He's promised us. So it's not just a matter of, okay, I received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I'm now baptized in the Holy Ghost. Now what? Now I need the fire. I need the fire that goes along with that in order to what? Be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. But also receive those spiritual gifts. Again, Sharon uh, and Wilma didn't just wake up one morning and say, I'm going to play the piano and play it well. I would love to play the piano. 
You practice it. You learn it. And it's the same with um, preaching or teaching or prophesying. I mean, you have to practice those, those spiritual gifts. God's given them to you. But he says, I give you and I expect. And the more he receives from your gifts, the more he's going to give you. And right now, some of us, we might just be really narrow in our spiritual gifts. Some are singing. I mean, some, 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 some people's gifts are singing. Some people are serving. I mean, you have to look at what God has empowered you to do. But wouldn't you want everything that God has for us? I do. And that's where we become on fire for, for God. You know, it's not just a, a little flame going on, but, but man... Look at the fire that he can do in my life. If I just use that, that power, that, that dunamis power, that, that dynamite power that he has, and realize that all of his people were promised that fire. Not just certain ones. Now certain ones were promised certain gifts or, or given certain gifts because, um, again, Sunday you'll, you'll probably see me playing the drums on thing because they don't want me singing. <laughs> I mean, that just ain't, ain't me. Some of you, it's compassion. Some of you are empathy. I mean, see, a lot of these things you think are just by nature. Caring about someone. It's not. You practice that. You, you say, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do things. This is how I want to treat people. And the love of Christ surpasses all understanding. He gives you that peace, and he gives you the things that, that he wants of you. So we got to start looking at, at exactly what God is wanting to do in our life. Amen? I mean, we really do, and that's through prayer. I mean, have you sat down and prayed, God, fill me with the Holy Spirit and ignite it on fire? Because how, how could we serve the kingdom even better if we had some of these gifts? And I believe even, even healing. If you're one who is praying and praying for people. And sometimes that healing comes when? When God brings us home. You know, I had one of one of the nurses ask me about uh, my dad, you know, some years ago when he's passing away, and, and we were praying for healing, and she says, Do you realize he's probably not going to make it another five, six hours? I said, Do you not understand that he's going to be living eternally? He said, he'll be well when he takes his last breath when he goes to heaven. I mean, I mean, if God were to heal him here, great. But the healing comes in different ways. But it's that prayer, it's that filling the gap, it's sitting, sitting in the gap for someone who you care about. Again, we have an urgency to reach a community for Jesus Christ. I mean, I mean, is your neighbor going to hell? Do you think if you prayed for the fire to be on you, that God would give you the tools and the words to say and witness to this person. I believe it. I believe it. God, God can do miraculous things. But we have to be willing vessels, don't we? we? We have to be ones that say, you know what? Lord, send the fire down on you. And, and the fire, and throughout Scripture, I mean, we read it for all the way back. I mean, uh, uh, the, the burning bush, the pillar of fire that led the Egyptians, across the desert. A number of different things that show God has that power. And back then, 
That's exactly how he showed his power, is through fire. As we get ready for next weekend, I pray every aspect of our service, of our day, starting on Saturday, is filled with the Holy Spirit. He's giving us the opportunity to witness the people. As we give a hot dog or, 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 or they get on a bounce house or, or they get a snow cone or whatever it is, it's an opportunity to witness to somebody and be praying. And if, and if you're one who says, I can't sit up that heat, great. Sit at home and pray. Pray in the Spirit. Pray without ceasing. These are, these are powerful tools that God's given us. And we have, when we allow that fire to burn away the, the junk in our life, we're going to be more open to the power that He has for us. So again, I have no idea what, what junk you have in your life that needs burned away. I know what I have. I know what I need to pray for. Again, you have direct line access to our Lord. Ask Him to burn it out. Get rid of it. I'm excited about the weekend. And not just to see if we can fill our church. I want to reach people that don't know who Jesus Christ is. That they need the fire of the Holy Spirit inside of them to be burning things away and for their eyes to open. Again, don't be closed to Scripture. And I pray and I pray and I pray that, that we're not people that say, you know what, I know it's biblical. We just don't do it that way. I never heard something so ridiculous in my life. Because if God wrote it, and He gave it to us, and He, His Word is God-breathed, then we have to believe what's in here. Amen? We have to believe what's in here. Even, even if we don't like it. Even if we don't, we say, oh man, I don't know. Because if we take that one aspect out, where else do we take out? Where else do we, we pull out of it and say, well, I don't believe in that. I don't believe that's true, so I'm going to rip that out. Pretty soon we're going to have a Bible book that, that big that says God created the heavens and the earth. Oh, I can't, I can't believe that. I didn't believe all this other stuff, so I can't believe that. So we have to, by faith, believe what God's given us. So be praying about that. Be praying about the, uh, the, the conflict even within your own families, within your, your own lives. Who people, you know, some people just denounce what we believe in. And it's getting worse and worse. A lot of people are saying, I can't believe you believe in, in that. I can't believe that you, you look at that as your authority. For me, this is a promise. And it wasn't just promised to the disciples. This is promised generation after generation. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So, if we don't practice being dumped. I say we're dry cleaning people. We do believe in the Holy Spirit. And when we do our open worship time, that's what we're asking for, isn't it? To be filled with the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit to speak to us. For the inner light to turn on. That's powerful. That's 100% more powerful than, than me taking a young dunk in you. 
but we also have to accept that. You have to understand it. And again, Paul said this. Don't take my word for it. Take it a moment and read it. Look at it for yourself. See what, see what God tells you. But it goes over and over and over again that we are going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Because John was just a tool here in this world. He went out and, and baptized for the remission of sin. And that's how they were, were acknowledging their, their uh, sinful life. Because they wanted to, to be able to be able to wash it away and different things. And that's great. But the promise that the Holy Spirit comes down on you. Jesus had the Holy Spirit come down on you. In the upper room, the Holy Spirit came down on them. And what came on their heads? Tongues of fire. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit and with tongues of fire. And they spoke in different languages or tongues, whatever however you want to say it. My brother, and he's probably one of the more spiritual guys I know, uh, you know, and he struggles with his own stuff. But um, he, he went away on, on, a, on, a, on a spiritual journey. He, he used to take off like a, a week and, and just lock himself in a hotel room. And, and he'd, he'd, he'd pray about his whole year's sermons. He was very organized. <laughs> you, and, well, you and him would get along. Uh, but, uh, but he'd pray about it. And, 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 and probably, he said, like the fourth or fifth day, you know, he's hungry. And, and when you're fasting, uh, you know, you're vulnerable. You're, you're, you're more open to the Spirit to lead you. And um, he never spoke uh, a, a lick of uh, Spanish in his life. And he says, I'm praying, and all of a sudden, it starts coming out in Spanish. And uh, my brother, he can speak like four or five languages. I mean, he, he got all the smarts in the family. Everything else kind of trickled down to the youngest one. But, uh, uh, you know, he, he, but he's never spoke Spanish. Yeah, and he, he can't to this day. But at the moment, God gave him that, that gift for whatever reason it was. But uh, and, uh, I said, well, you, you sure you just weren't delusional and, uh, and hungry? He said, well, yeah, I was all those things. He said, but it was real. Again, you know, that was... And, 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 and he says it his day, you know, he probably didn't keep it because he didn't practice it. Because again, you know, I, 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 think, I think a lot of these kids that, you know, people when we go to these mission trips, I mean, they, they can speak fluent uh, Spanish to these people. And uh, I learned just enough to, to go to the bathroom over there. And, uh, but uh, but it, it's amazing. And, and I think that's where the interpretation comes in. Uh, you know, people speak in different languages and you have an interpreter. Because if I got in front of people who just spoke Spanish and started speaking to them, that's probably dangerous. He says, "Don't do that. Have an interpreter." So I mean, that, but when you're able to speak another language, I believe wholeheartedly that's a gift of the Holy Spirit. But it's practiced. I mean, you, again, you just don't wake up one one morning and probably start speaking Spanish. Maybe you do. I don't know. You know, God's power is a whole lot bigger than mine. So I mean, He can do anything. I mean, if you can heal a woman's chest from, from exploding from uh, poisons and, and, and toxins, you sure can make me speak probably another language. Be praying what he can do for you. Be thinking about your baptism. When did you accept Christ as your Savior? Did you feel a burning going on? A lot of us, we were born into the faith. So it's like, I never had that spirit-filled moment. You can. You can have it. Because of that, that I mean, you've got little coals 
burning inside of you, God's ready to take that and really explode it. He says that, I wish it was already kindled. We have that kindling inside of us. We just need to allow God to, to do His work. So pray, pray, and pray some more this week. There's that one person, and I don't care if it's just one extra person next week, who walks in here, and they hear God's word for the first time, and they accept Him as their Savior. That's our goal, one at a time. It's not necessarily 100 people at a time. We'll have a lot of hamburgers if only one shows up. But, but we'll take that one person who needs to hear the gospel. So again, be praying for that one person. We put prayer, our, our prayer jugs in the back now. Think about those people that you wrote in there. Think about the people that you need to be inviting for next Sunday who haven't walked into a church for a while or who's never walked into a church. The statistics are crazy out there for kids who are 18 and under who've never, ever even walked into a church. So be praying for that generation this week to come in here. And, and we turn music up a little bit louder this morning. And she used to next week. And we're going to have a live worship team. And, and, and they, 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 they do wonderful. I mean, you will sit back and even though it's uh, contemporary stuff. We're going to do two hymns, too. Nikki's already playing two hymns that a lot of people know. Um, but um, the worship part of things, um, because they'll, they'll put the guitar and, and the drums and everything to even the hymns, which is a whole different look. Um, so be praying for that. Be praying for them. Um, you know, when God's ready to do something big, Satan tries to get his nose in there. So if things start collapsing a little bit, don't freak out this week. Because as Satan doing his work, we just need to make sure we're doing our work. It never fails when God's ready to do a, a movement of the Spirit. Satan tries to get his nose in there. And again, Scripture says he has absolutely no power over us unless of what we give it to him. And we're not going to give him anything. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word this morning. And uh, Father, I pray for each one here this morning that uh, that power that you promised us, that fire that you promised us, just ignites and, and explodes. Father, allow it to, to burn off the, the things that are bad and to purify the good and, and to be able to worship and serve you and witness you even better. Father, as we, we close in, our, in, our, in our, our communion time with you, Father, may those who are lost in this world be on our hearts and our minds. Father, put a name in our heads and our hearts who we need to reach out to this week, to invite and to disciple to. Because, Father, you call us to do that, to go make disciples of all nations. Father, we're going to start in Samaria, right here in our hometown this week. We pray for Saturday. Father, just uh, fill the whole day with your spirit. We pray for uh, any bumpy roads to be smoothed out, any crooked roads to be straightened out, in order for us, Lord, to, to witness your name strong. And Father, we pray for safe travel for the ones that are coming over from uh, uh, the east side of the state to help us reach a community. 
And Father, for every aspect of the food, the setup, the sound, the, the musicians coming, the, every, every part of it, Lord, I pray that your hands are Lord, we lift up Sunday to you. Father, you've put on my heart that, that, that I believe this, this sanctuary would be full. And I pray that it's full of people who, again, who haven't heard your word for a while or, or haven't been in the church ever in their life. And there's a little bit of fire that is kindled when they're here. Lord, we love you and honor you and worship you with all our hearts and all our minds. So Father, lead us now as we, uh, we spend time with you. In your son's name.